Hey y'all, I'm Whitney Scarborough, the host of Wits End. Here we are real people asking hard questions. If you think you hear the hum of a fridge or a train in the background, it's because you probably are. We are recording these episodes from the comfort of my home in a small town called LaGrange, Texas. This episode is a little bit different than past episodes. Typically, I am interviewing somebody, but today you're just going to be hearing a little bit from me and what God has been putting on my heart over the last couple months. Let me just say that wherever you are and however many of the the Witsend episodes you've listened to, it has been such a privilege to get to do this. It's been such a privilege to get to share the conversations and begin to dive into some really hard topics together. And I really believe we're just getting started. So probably about six months ago, I began praying for this year and what God would have for the ministry that I lead called Woven what God would have for us to really look closely at, what were some words and just some directions that he wanted us to go in. And the words that he placed on my heart were provision, rest, and endurance. And as I began to dig in a little bit more to these words, I have started to see this really beautiful connection between all three of them. And I think that over the course of this year, we're going to be digging a little bit deeper into that. But I just want to start by reading this verse that has been a a pillar for me that I've come back to throughout my life. And it's in Psalm 104. And in Psalm 104, the the writer is just talking about the earth and the mountains and the creatures and the birds and the way that God has made the world to work. And it, it paints these really powerful images. Then it gets to verse 27 and it's talking, it's been talking again about all the creatures. And in verse 27, it says these, speaking of all these, the creatures and all that God has made, these all look to you to give them their food in due season. Verse 28, when you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. And I love those verses. I love that picture of all of the creatures of the earth looking to God, looking to God, trusting in him to give them what they need, to give them the food that they need. And I love that that picture that ends with in verse 28, when you open your hand, they are filled with good things. I think another translation says, you open your hand and they are satisfied with good. So this word provision, I love thinking about how God is the giver of all good things. 
And so as I've been digging in a little bit more to these other words, I keep coming back to this word of provision. I think the opposite of provision is maybe self-dependence, where we just kind of push our way through life and we seek to just do it all on our own. We can hack it. We can get it done. We can do whatever needs to be done. We have what it takes to probably an unhealthy extent. And then we come to this word rest. And I think that I'm seeing through so much of what I'm reading that we have a problem. I'm reading this book right now called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by a guy named John Mark Comer. And he really just begins to address this issue of hurry and busyness and rush that we operate in. And he says in this book on page 25, he says, Not only does hurry keep us from the love, joy, and peace of the kingdom of God, the very core of what all human beings crave, but it also keeps us from God himself simply by stealing our attention. And with hurry, we always lose more than we gain. So as I'm reading this book, I'm starting to realize that sometimes my hurry and my rush and my pace is not just a result of having too many things in the calendar or too many things on my plate or having said yes to too many commitments. I'm starting to realize that I think sometimes my hurry and my busyness and the pace that I run at is actually an indicator or a symptom of a heart condition. And just this week, I sense God even just convicting me that maybe my hurry to get all the things done, to check off everything on the list, to cram as much in as I can into an hour is actually because of a fear that if I don't, it's all going to fall apart. A fear that at the end of the day, it's me that actually has to get it all done. That God is not going to really do and be who he says he is. I want to share another book with you that I read this past year, and it's called A Praying Life by Paul Miller. And in this book, he says, if you are not praying, then you are quietly confident that time, money, and talent are all you need in life. I'm going to read that again because it's an ouch, an ouch sentence. If you are not praying, then you are quietly confident that time, money, and talent are all you need in life. You'll always be a little too tired, a little too busy. But if, like Jesus, you realize you can't do life on your own, then no matter how busy, no matter how tired you are, you will find the time to pray. He goes on to say this, listen, time in prayer makes you even more dependent on God because you don't have as much time to get things done. Every minute spent in prayer is one less minute where you can be doing something productive. So the act of praying means that you have to rely more on God. And when I first read this, I remember underlining it and putting my book down. And and this thought just struck me. The very act of prayer is a sacrifice of my productive time. Time, we know, is one of our most valuable resources. And we rarely seem to have enough of it. But when we give God our time through prayer... We are laying down our efforts and saying that, God, I'm trusting that what you can accomplish is so much more than what I can pull off. So I think this theme of prayer is actually so important for us to 
really embrace as we look at rest. We are not made for a frenzied pace, but we need to learn how to walk in the way of Jesus. I don't know how many of you have watched The Chosen, but it's this really powerful show of what it might have been like for Jesus to walk among the disciples and everyday people. And one of my favorite things about the depiction of Jesus is how his pace is so steady, slow, patient. That never does he rush through a conversation, does he brush someone aside, does he relay to everybody how much he has on his plate, but he is ever present, he is steady, and he is consistent with the people that are in front of him. And it's almost like he has this deep peace inside his soul that reminds him and reminds everybody else around him that it is going to be okay. That God, back to Psalm 104, is the one who is the giver of all the good things. And this last word that God's given me this year is endurance. Staying faithful to walk with God for the long haul. And I think that the opposite of endurance in many ways is giving up, kind of quitting, letting off the gas. And friends, I think that if we don't learn how to rest, we cannot make it for the long haul. How can we be faithful to God for the rest of our days if we don't learn to rest well? I want to read you another quote by an author named Mark Buchanan. It's a book called The Rest of God. He says this, Real Sabbath, the kind that empties and fills us, depends on complete confidence and trust. And confidence and trust like that are rooted in a deep conviction that God is good and God is sovereign. He goes on to say this, There is no rest for those who don't believe that. If God works all things together for good for those who love him and are called to his purposes, you can relax. If he doesn't, start worrying. If God can take any mess, any mishap, any wastage, any wreckage, any anything, and choreograph beauty and meaning from it, then you can take a day off. If he can't, get busy. Either God is always at work watching the city, building the house, or you need to try harder. Either God is good and in control, or it all depends on you. The other night, our family was reading a story in the Jesus Storybook Bible. And I think there are many times that our family reads this this story together, and or reads a story from the, the Storybook Bible written by Sally Lloyd-Jones. And I think that I get more out of it than my kids do sometimes. And in this story of the feeding of the 5,000, I come across these words. Now there's a little boy in the crowd. He had brought a lunch that his mother had made for him that morning. He looked at his five loaves and two fish. It wasn't much, not nearly enough for 5,000, but it was all he had. I have some, he said. Jesus' friends laughed when they saw his little lunch. That is not nearly enough, they said. But they were wrong. Jesus knew it didn't matter how much the little boy had. God would make it enough. More than enough. 
And it goes on to say this, but Jesus knew the one who made all the fish in the oceans. And Jesus knew the one who in the very beginning had made everything out of nothing at all. How hard would something like this be for someone like that? Friends, we are wrapping up season one, but don't worry. I promise this is a pause to rest. We have a desire to go the long haul, not just with this podcast, but through the ministry of Woven and our commitment to reach all women everywhere. I am so confident of this that this is just the beginning, that there are so many more conversations to be had, so many rich stories to be shared, and many more difficult topics to wrestle through. But until then, I pray you experience a deep soul rest in this season as you lean in to the provision of God and that you are renewed to keep running this race you are called to. To find show notes for this and past episodes, or to engage on a deeper level, you can go to wovenministry.com slash podcast. If you enjoy what you hear so far, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps listeners find and share this feed. If you'd like to tell us what you enjoyed about this podcast or ask your hard question, you can call us at 512-815-2446. That's 512 512- You'll simply leave a voicemail with what's on your mind, and we might just include your voice on a future episode. Music and editing for the show is by Callan Brown, recording and production by Tim Scarborough. I'm Whitney Scarborough, and we'll be back here with more very soon. Thanks for listening.